Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Let me get the page up because it sounds different this week and I got to get it right. Here we go. The Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square Sweepstakes. Rocket Mortgage is giving away millions during Super Bowl 54. See rules and enter at for free, for free at rocketmortgagesquares.com. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. And we say hello to the great 1010XL, 92.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Hypocrite Hunter is listening down there. Says he hears the voice. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. The guy says he's a hypocrite hunter, and I'm definitely a noted liar. No more guests the rest of the show. All you. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I'm ringing Hickey real quick. i got to bring in Billy Jack as well. Pierno couldn't handle the heat of this question. I wanted to ask you guys this real quick, and then we'll move on, because i got another thing to say about Eli Manning. No, not just he's a Hall of Famer and whether or not that they cause whether or not Eli's a Hall of Famer. Let me bring you guys into this, okay? Kareem Hunt was re- a re- no, excuse me. He was cited in a suburb right outside of Cleveland, cited for speed. Now, in the report, they found trace small amounts of marijuana, whatever. I said on my, I said on my Twitter account, I tweeted, I wrote there, I wouldn't fire you for pot. I wouldn't, I wouldn't cut Kareem Hunt for pot. But the NFL, obviously, they they treat it differently. We'll see how they we'll see how they do it. And immediately, I started getting people going and going. Can you call it pot? It's a little old, isn't it? So Billy, I asked Pierno about this. He immediately clammed up and did the. Oh, you know, I don't partake in that type of thing. Okay, Pierno, great, got it. We all know. I, I didn't ask if you were an active pot smoker. I asked what you call it. So, Billy Jack, let me bring you in. Okay. Billy, what do you call marijuana? Weed. You call it weed? Yes, that's what I call it 100% of the time. You're going on 30, right? I am 30. Because, and I've brought this up as well, I'm in a weird spot right now because I got three kids, I'm married, and I'm 33. Now, kids will age you, so basically I'm 43. But I'm in this weird spot where... I'm on a bridge between old and young. You get what I'm saying? You're not old. You're three years older than me, Ken. I know, but I got three kids, and so, and plus, I got a deeper voice. So some people, I always get this going. Wow, you're you're a lot younger than I thought you were. Like my co-host, everybody thinks my co-host during the week is older than me. He's five years older. He's 38. Lima's 38. Yes, we knew that. But he's single, and he looks young, and he lives alone in Tremont, which is a hip neighborhood here in Cleveland. So, so people tend to think that I'm. The old one, and he's the young one. It's actually completely different. Well, let's just call it like this. You may be three years older than me, but like, so that's not a lot in terms of years, but in terms of life growth, you're way ahead of me. Well, it depends. I mean, you could have rented a drug cartel or something like that. I've never done that, so who knows? 
There, there's always different sliding scales to that. What I'm pointing out, I think that I don't think I'm ever going to be a guy who wears Air Monarchs. Like, I'm never going to walk around. You'll never see me in, 50, in, in 20 years when I'm 53. You're not going to see me in jorts with a belt with, like, a T-shirt tucked into that belt and, like, calf-high white socks and Air Monarchs. You're never going to see that. Like, I'll at least look. I'm not going to try to dress like a young person, but I'm gonna. Ju- I'm, that's just not going to be the look I'm ever going to be in. That's never going to happen, ever. Yet, I also need to know that I that there's got to be some graceful aging at some point, right? Right, Billy? Like, I gotta. I can't be sitting there, and this is where I, I got a little bit worked into a shoot. Some people are going, Ken, you call it loud. I go, man, if I go up to somebody and I call, if I call weed loud, I'm going to look like an undercover cop in a Lifetime movie. Yeah, I've never heard that before. I did the impression before. If I go up and I say, hello, young kids, would you like to talk about loud today? Do you have any of that loud? Next caller, do you have loud? Do you know, do we know anything about the loud? Like, how ridiculous does that sound? Like, honestly, I think you can say loud if you have it on you and you can really smell it. If I said I got some of that loud and I had loud, right? Right. But if I don't currently possess any loud, I can't call it loud. Uh, no, it, I, I think loud has to do with scent. Scent? Yes, scent. But it's loud, isn't it? Like the, like, well, that'd be whippets when you hear the wah, 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 like that thing, right? Uh, yeah, sure. And that's another old term, isn't it? Whippets. You don't know nothing about that, do you? Nothing. Nothing. I'll tell you, I'll tell you during the break. Hickey, what am I supposed to call it? I think weed. Weed is the most acceptable answer that I think okay. is both young and old, hip and out of touch. So, so weed, when weed I go the on one. the air, when I go on the air, I, I call it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it weed next week, right? Weed, yes. Because it it broke on Friday after the show, and we're gonna have to talk about it a little bit. My co-host has a take that I staunchly disagree with, but I'm gonna call it weed. I'm not gonna call it pot, dope, jazz cabbage. Not gonna call it any of that stuff, right? What about grass? I said I'm I'm on the grass. You love that term, don't you? I'm on the grass you? bandwagon. You love that term. Hey, you smoking a little? You got you kids? Any got of that grass? Don't say kids. That sounds terrible, Hickey. You're 25. Kareem You're a Hunt kid. Got caught smoking some grass. See, he didn't funny. get caught. Da, 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 he da, had some da, grass da. on him. I'm sorry. He, he didn't have. Grass. And it was it was in the car. We don't know if it was his car. So you can't just go around alleging these things, Hickey. I'm sorry. Jeez. I, I misspoke. I'm sorry. He Cream got Hunt cited. Was he was cited for he was grass. cited for speed, seventy-seven and a sixty. Which, if you're driving through that suburb, you're absolutely crazy because you know they're sitting there right along that corridor at I ninety. And I know we're on in Cleveland. Everybody's going, uh huh, yep, that's nuts. But everything else, that's just well, they they saw traces and little bits, but they didn't catch him doing anything. So stick to the story, Hickey, dummy. Sorry, I so just trying to use an example of saying grass. Sorry. If we do anything else for the rest of the show, we had callers from Houston saying they call it smoke, which I didn't know it was like a Coke and a pop thing, or soda. I didn't know that. I never heard it called smoke. I'm from Ohio. I'll die in Ohio. So we'll figure it out. So we'll talk about other things. But as we go about other things, you call in. I want to know what you call it. 855-2124-CBS. Am I too old to call it pot? Too young to call it pot. Is pot outdated? Among other things. I got another one for you. 
It sounds like you were rolling something in the background there. What are you doing? What else do you got? Go uh, ahead. Bud. I call it Bud. Yeah, Bud. What like in like in uh what was that movie with Method Man and Red Man? I don't know what you're talking about, but of course you wouldn't. <laughs> God, I'm asking the two of the worst people to ask about movies. <laughs> Both of your tastes suck, and you're eating on the radio. Why you couldn't have swallowed and then done it? Both of us are eating on the radio. Shut right them now. up. Eight five five two one two four CBS. We say the number, we move on. Lord Almighty. I got what some people are going to call a hot take in about 15 minutes. You got to remember, for the next 88 days, draft picks are for losers. I'm wondering what's going through Joe Burrow's head. We had his father on the show on during the weekday show uh, a couple of days ago. I kind of asked him, and he gave he gave a good answer. The guy's a coach in his own right. He was a coach for a long time, so he knows what answers to give and what answers to dance around. And if you're going to Cincinnati, if you're Joe Burrow right now, and you look like you're going to Cincinnati, except for Paul Alexander. Paul Alexander was with Cincinnati for like umpteen years. Says that hey, they're thinking about Justin Herbert number one overall. All right, fine. Well, at least we can we can always discuss that ad nauseum, even though it's definitely probably going to be Joe Burrow. Eli Manning is probably going to be a Hall of Famer. I say he's a Hall of Famer. He's had a nice career, not the best ever. He's had a nice career. He's won two Super Bowls and he beat the goat to get those Super Bowls. And at the beginning of his career, he made a very difficult decision and an ugly decision. He looked like someone shot his dog right in front of him when the San Diego Chargers took him. And they made the trade, and away he goes. And Will Brinson of CBS put it as eloquently and succinctly as anybody could have done it earlier this morning. Tweeted it out himself. Says Eli Manning had a 500 career as a quarterback. The New York Giants are having ceremony after ceremony after ceremony. They are retiring his number. They are treating him as a golden god, as if he is the actual goat. Meanwhile, Phillip Rivers, he can't even get a text back from the L.A. Chargers. Maybe Eli and his father made the right decision. You go back to John Elway. Ultimately, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, even though I, I just fought about that last week. Just because we're speaking ill of the dead or we don't want to speak ill of the dead, just because the person dies doesn't mean the person's all of a sudden a saint. But still, Bob Ursay was known to be a pretty wild owner, a uneven owner. The organization was not seemed to be not seemed to be the best with the Baltimore Colts at that time. John Elway made his decision. He said he was going to go play for the Yankees. It was an ugly one. Terry Bradshaw famously, and there were others, but Terry Bradshaw in particular, famously ripped John Elway. Years later, one of the best quarterbacks to play the game, two Super Bowls, storybook ending. It's been a little bit ugly as a general manager for him. Thank goodness for Peyton Manning, he'd really look ugly, who's another one of the all-time greats and connected to Eli, obviously. Yet both of those guys make strong decisions. Steve Berline, we just had him on. He, he talked about, I believe it was Kelly Stauffer, who took a year off, didn't want to go to Arizona, and then ended up not having a great career. But you've had two very significant scenarios where guys have decided they did not want to play for the teams that wanted to pick them and ended up going on to great careers. And I look at the playoffs and what have happened. And I keep trying to tell teams and they don't want to listen. You don't have to tank. Miami, all you did was waste a great coaching job by Brian Flores. If you actually would have tried, you might have been a playoff team. You see the best quarterbacks that are in the league right now, and it's not a perfect science. Deshaun Watson, Houston traded up for him. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City, good organization, traded up for him. Mitchell Trubisky, okay, yeah, we're still wondering about Mitchell right now. Some Bears fans will defend him. Some Bears can't stand him. Some Bears fans can't stand him. They traded up to number two. They're not always going to be home runs. Kyler Murray, 
I thought Arizona was naturally bad. I didn't think they had to tank anything. Maybe a Cardinals fan disagrees. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore famously traded back into the first round for him. Sam Darnold, Jets tank, doesn't look too terribly great right now. Josh Allen, Buffalo traded up. They went to the playoffs this year. Good coach, good general manager, solid football team around, did some good work. Baker Mayfield, they tanked, bad organizationally, did bad things with their coaching staff, put Baker Mayfield in a bad spot. Now he's going into year three, and there's a lot of people questioning Baker Mayfield. Yet Watson, Mahomes, Jackson, Allen, teams traded up, teams found success. And if you're Joe Burrow right now, I cannot help but wonder. I got a team that won't pay for an indoor practice facility. I have a team that's notoriously tight-fisted. I have a first-year head coach that managed to win a couple of ball games, and there's players on that team that did go to the playoffs. You can't tell me that in 2020 that we have more in-tuned athletes than we've ever had. Players are smarter and younger than they've ever been. They know exactly what the NFL is about. They know exactly, or they believe they know exactly what the NFL is about. They believe they know exactly what college football is about. They know that people are making millions and millions and millions of dollars. They're tired of hearing about it, and they are more empowered than they've ever been. Joe Burrow will more than likely go to Cincinnati. He'll be happy. He'll act like he's happy and fine. You can't tell me that the thought hasn't passed his head. I don't want it to happen. I think it kills some fan bases in the NFL. I think it kills what the NFL portrays itself to being, where all teams, no matter whether you're in New York or Green Bay, you have an equal shot at it. I think it murders that notion. And if more players continue to do what Eli did, what John Elway did, if more of those team, more of those players do that, I think you got a very ugly situation on your hands. Because the teams that are actually deserving of being rewarded, they still continue to be rewarded, but then you start to lose fans on the other side. So it's a very difficult thing to bring up. But I can't imagine that the thought just hasn't crossed Joe Burrow's mind once. 855-2124-CBS. We'll get to some more of your calls. What should I call it? Pot, weed, loud, whatever it might be. And I swear this isn't a hot take. I swear to you. What I'm going to share with you is my feelings. They are my feelings and feelings only. It's not a hot take. Don't go away. I just want you to hear me out, please. I think it might make sense. Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. Well, it's all weed calls now. I knew it. That's my fault. And, uh, you know, I'll pay the fiddler for that. I'll give my thoughts coming up here in a second about something else. I'm, I'm nervous because I'm going to get called a hot take artist, and I don't mean to do it. Uh, the tweets are coming in. I said on Twitter, I was like, hey, you know, uh, I called I called a pot. And people started immediately giving me the okay boomer. And I went, what? come on now. Uh, somebody did text me in. I said, I'm 33. I have three kids, so I'm about 43. And somebody else said, uh, yeah, add another 10 years for morbid obesity. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't Twitter just unreal? No, that's not Twitter. That was a personal text from a friend. I'm sure somebody on Twitter will say it now, but definitely someone on text said, yeah, I had another 10 pounds or 10 years for morbid obesity. So basically it's 53 year old Ken Carmen talking to you right now. Let's go to the phones. Save me from this. Linda, Michigan. You're next up on CBS sports radio. Go. Hi, Ken. How was your day? Wonderful. Well, we'll see how it turns out, but go ahead. I I called to give you some great advice. All right, go ahead. 
I am a mother of a son and a grandparent of a girl and a boy who are adults. Mm. If you want to talk to your children about marijuana, you refer to it as marijuana, and then you might say, I know they call it all other names like pot and weed and loud or whatever. But when you're having a serious conversation, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to come across as being on their level. You're the father. Just like when you have a sex talk with them, you don't use slang terms for the male and female genitalia. You use the proper terms. So Linda, why in the why in the world would you use all the nicknames for marijuana when you're having a serious conversation? You can show them that you know what else it's called, but you're talking about marijuana. That's I'm gonna tell you this, uh, Linda. I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm I and I one years old, by the way. I got I got a bunch of other callers I got to get to. That's and cool. So, and I got and I got and I thank you very much for the call. I got to let you go. I want I want you to know this. I hope she turns up the radio after this. That was the best call I'll take all day. Because the first thing I thought about wasn't about drug talks with my parents. It was about when my dad tried to tell me about the birds and the bees when I was like thirteen, which is still too old. And for whatever reason, he felt like that was the time to do it. And it was a very awkward conversation. And I'm gonna tell you why it was awkward, Hickey. Because when my dad decided to do it, I'll never forget this. It's been burned into my skull for the rest of my life. It might, I might as well have a Bam Bam Bigelow tattoo of the words my dad said to me over my head. He's putting away his underwear. He calls me into my parents' bedroom. He's putting away old man tidy whities And for whatever reason, he decides to fumble into it. And Hickey, I swear to God, he calls it the wild thing. Oh, wow. I'm going to tell Holy you, cow. and we are now 20 years late. This is a 20 year. I'm going to say it's a 20 year anniversary. Why the hell not? On the 20 year anniversary of my dad telling me that, I still remember it to this day. Ken Sr. told me that. And I immediately shut down and I go, I know what you're going for. I don't know where the rest of it is, but this is too awkward. Goodbye. And I walked out of the room. My parents and I are very open. And he went to say that. I immediately shut down. Linda in Michigan is the most correct person to call into this radio show in some time. I think if I were to call, if I were to go up to my sons and go, boys, you know that, uh, that loud, it might lead to other things. I don't know how my sons would take it. Jeffrey in Knoxville, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Jim, Jim, can Jim. you hear me? Barely. Go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, I'm calling about the terminology. Definitely, uh, Linda, she had a great point there if you're talking to your kids. But uh, if you're just on the street, you know, trying to look for some, you know, you don't want to call it marijuana. You don't want to call it weed. You don't want to call it pot. You don't want to call it loud. You know, you're looking for smoke because that's probably what you're going to do with it. Uh, you're not going to eat it and uh, or maybe some herb. Um, but, you know, loud is obviously a terminology of people that smoke it, that mm. smell it. Uh, they want to say, oh, that's, you got the loud, you know. <laughs> Hold on. Well, thank you for the call, Jeffrey. Did you get that one, Hickey? We got it. Okay. He tried to go back on it. I couldn't let it go that far.
855-212-4CBS. Yeah. Can we get back to the phones yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Okay. Craig in California, tell me about Joe Burrow. Go. Hey, good morning. Haven't heard your show before, Kim, but uh, I guess you touch on all topics, don't you? I um, guess I do. I didn't mean to yeah. roll into this one, but here we are. Okay, real fast. I thought Linda's call was excellent. I really she, do, and I think she was that's, wonderful. that's exactly how you need to approach that. Up front and um, honest. Getting to Burrow, I have, uh, I'm out here in California, mm-hmm. and I have very little to do with the state of Ohio, except that I was born in Lima. Uh, I'm a big Ohio Buckeyes fan. Home of 93 and, won the fan. Well done. Continue. There you go. And uh, Folsom, where I'm at, is the home of one Jonah Williams, who's going to be the oh, uh, left tackle for right. the Bengals next year yeah. when he comes off of uh, injury. Injury. Yep. 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 If Continue. The Bengals, so I know a little bit about football. If the Bengals don't draft Joe Burrow, okay, there needs to be a vote of the other NFL owners to kick them out of the NFL. This kid is so far and above the best talent on multiple levels. Okay, athletic, of course. But that's not where he separates himself. It's between his ears. His ability to process pre-snap defenses, okay, which is critical in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then his release time critical in the NFL. If you look at Justin Hebert, he looks like a nice kid, and I read about him, and he's, he's a real quiet kid, so he's not a big rah-rah guy. And that can, you know, that can set some people off, but I, I just don't get a sense of urgency out of him that, that Joe Burrow, he's going to put in the film time, and he's a very, very, from what I've read, a very cerebral kid. Um, I just think I mean, I can envision, you know, I don't know what A.J. Green's going to do. I don't know what, if he's even going to be healthy enough to come back mm-hmm. and, and, and have a productive, you know, remainder of his, of his career. And he loves the Red Rocket. They have developed a very close bond, and I get it. I get that. But Joe Burrow, the vision of Joe Burrow, you know, throwing a seam route to a healthy A.J. Green, and and who's the speed guy from Washington, University of Washington, John Ross, I guess. Yes. Yes. And and Tyler Eifert, and you got Mixon out of the backfield. I'm telling you what. I mean, if you just let your mind go there for a second, obviously they've got to get oh. way better on the other side of the ball. Yeah, and, and listen, and, and Craig, Craig, because we're up against, and I thank you very much for the call. I I totally agree. That's that's why I I got to get run. I totally agree. It's just Paul Alexander. Paul Alexander. I don't disrespect Paul Alexander. I just I I knew this was going to happen. I knew we'd get to the Senior Bowl, and Justin Herbert would do some things, and some people would go because I, I I keep hearing about scouts liking him. I keep hearing about they know they can fix him. They know they can do some things that would make him better, and so guys will start talking. It's not going to be as much as we think it's crystal clear. It's not going to be crystal clear. You'll hear rumors. You'll hear different things. It'll still be Joe Burrow. My my only thought was you can't tell me it hasn't crossed Joe Burrow's mind. Eli Manning's retiring. You get two birdstone at once. You put them together, and all of a sudden you're starting to think a little bit differently here. And if Eli Manning was able to be successful, John Elway was able to be successful. Other guys weren't necessarily successful. What you think about success here, you can't tell me it hasn't crossed your mind. But for the Bengals, no, you take Joe Burrow 
and you set sail for the rest of your life. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But that's the pick. That's who you take. The 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, up next, I'm going to get something off my chest. Don't kill me for it. I just got to share my feelings with you. And also, for you Raiders fans out there, you're in danger. You don't know it. You're in danger of losing something near and dear to your hearts. And you don't know it. And I know it because I know from experience. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Final segment of the day. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. 855-212-4CBS. at CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. 855-212-4227. And it's sponsored by GEICO. Whether you own or rent, GEICO makes it easy. To bundle home and auto insurance together. Having a home is hard work. So get a quote at GEICO.com. It's easy. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Again, you know the number. I'm going to get this off my chest first. We'll get to the calls. Hickey and, and Billy Jack are going to go crazy after me, and I, I, I probably have it coming to me. These are, these are just my feelings. But I really don't like the Super Bowl. You like that? There, I said it. What do you mean by you don't like the Super Bowl? I, I know I have to watch it, and I know it's a national holiday, and I actually support the Saturday Super Bowl idea that the kid came up with. Hey, if you're not going to get Monday. We we have economics. We we have we we have industry. We have to get going here. Okay, you know Monday's a work day. If you don't want to take it off or you don't want to work, take the day off. Fine. Can't be taking days off willy nilly all over the place here. Football's football. Can't give you a day off because of football. But if you put it on a Saturday, hey, that that makes a lot of sense. Sunday's a nice day of rest or recovery. You're ready to roll on Monday, and nobody has to take a day off. So it, it makes sense for all cases. I'm not anti-Super Bowl. I'm not against the Super Bowl. I'm not trying to make a hot take. I'm just trying to tell you my feelings. I'm in Cleveland. My father's a Dolphins fan. So there's three years there where the Browns weren't around. I've never seen my favorite team in the Super Bowl. I've never seen my dad's favorite team in the Super Bowl. I, I did the lead up to it. I, I'm not my parent. I'm not a member of the publisher's clearinghouse. I didn't send in for that. My parents used to where they, they lied to me so I could hope and look out and see maybe the van would roll up. So that doesn't make me excited anymore. The halftime shows are okay. I think people are too mean about the halftime shows. The commercials, people always complain about the commercials. And I'll bring this up again next week. The reason you don't get really good commercials anymore is for the same reason I yelled at everybody about the Derek Jeter craziness. Somebody doesn't vote for Derek Jeter for the Hall of Fame, the whole internet goes nuts. That's the same reason they don't have great Super Bowl commercials anymore. Because now you live to be offended, and you look for reasons to be offended. So these companies, how much do, how much is a 30-second Super Bowl ad anymore? A, probably a trillion, billion, zillion dollars, right, Hickey? Right. So a, a hell of a lot of money. They're not spending that much money, so hashtag cancel whatever company it is is going on on Twitter. That They're not interested in that. They're spending a huge amount of money. They know you're watching the Super Bowl. They know that there's a lot of people watching the Super Bowl and they're watching just for the commercials. So maybe you'll sit through their commercial so you can go watch some other commercial and let somebody else risk hashtag cancel whatever. So they're just going to make sure your eyes are on it because they're paying for it and they want to get the most for their money. So they're not going to try to offend you. So that's a little bit overrated now. 
And as far as the Super Bowl is concerned, it's not like it's in it's in a neutral site, but there's usually a high price that comes with going to the Super Bowl. Usually not a regular a lot of regular folks are going there. So you don't get the same type of crowd that you usually get. And I know it's the greatest game ever in this, that, and the other. I'm not taking that away from it. And I watch the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl's a great game. Don't get me wrong. But personally, I've never had a dog in the fight. I don't know the next time I ever will have a dog in the fight is gonna be. Both my teams seem to be on their ass. The team I love is on their ass again. The team that I, I like because of my father, they're certainly trying to build, but I'm afraid they're going to end up like the team I love and on their ass. So either way, it's not a good situation. My dear old dad hasn't seen him in quite a long time. I never got to see him. I never got to see my favorite team in a Super Bowl. It just sucks all the way around. You get what I'm saying there, Hickey? You understand I mean, me? Yeah, no, I get it. I get your reasoning. It's just, it's just my, it's just my personal feelings. That's all. Andy Gresh is tweeting and said exactly what I just said. Ken's proven he's a communist with his comments about the Super Bowl on CBS Sports Radio, or maybe he doesn't like the Super Bowl because his team has never sniffed one. There it is. Amazing. He loses all that weight and then he loses his hearing as well and didn't hear the words that were coming out of my mouth right when I said it. 855-2124-CBS. Billy Jack, what fan are you? Aren't you a Jets fan? Yeah, yeah, I like the Jets. Okay. You can understand, right? You can understand where I'm coming from. I I do understand. I understand a lot. Thank you. The the Jets have gotten close. The Jets have played in AFC Championship games. You guys had Rex Ryan. So at least you've gotten close. I never got to see I've never got to see it. And I don't know if I ever will. And so it just, I, I, I just want to point out, I'm not against the Super Bowl. I'm not trying to do hot takery. It's just my own personal feelings. I kind of go into every Super Bowl and I kind of am pretty antiseptic about it. And plus, since I'm watching the game and trying to find different storylines and different things to come up with, and because it's the one game everybody's going to watch, because I don't have a bunch of people coming over to my house for week seven. I have a bunch of people coming over to my house for the Super Bowl. I'm going to be a little bit annoyed by that. That's all. Go back to the phones. Are they still there, Hick? Let me try to get the Daniel in Kansas. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Daniel. Hey, Ken. Um, I want to uh, agree with you on Eli Manning. I think he's 100% Hall of Famer. I think uh, you can't discount the two Super Bowls because mm-hmm. the way I look at it, I grew up as a Browns fan, grew up in Akron. So uh, I grew up watching Bernie Kozar. If the drive and the fumble had never happened, if Bernie Kosar had beaten the Washington Redskins and had beaten Joe Montana, he's a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer right mm. now, but if he if he had won the mm. Super Bowls, he would have been a Hall of Famer for sure. It's the same for Eli Manning. Hmm. Well, the Daniel, the only thing is, is Bernie's Bernie's career got cut short. I really think his his prime got cut short because of injury. If he wins the two Super Bowls, there's obviously an argument for it. But if I look over the 16 years of Eli. I think the difference for him is that he's still in top 10 in these major categories. So I know that not a lot of people want to look at it. They want to look at the win percentage and say, well, he's a 500 career quarterback. So I know what you're getting at towards Daniel, but I, I, I think you didn't just win the Super Bowl. You beat the greatest to ever play the position in those two Super Bowls to get there. I, I think that that's worthy of something. And plus, that the stats really do check out in a lot of ways. Nobody wants to admit that. When you're still top 10 in passing, that's a pretty strong stat. I think he's a Hall of Famer. And Daniel, thank you for the call. I, I think he's a Hall of Famer. 
the the Hall of Fame is just as much about moments as it is about stats. Lynn Swan's in the Hall of Fame. Go look at his numbers. People gave me passionate arguments. I got cussed out on the air about Julian Edelman just last year. No one wants to call in about Julian Edelman this year. Amazing. You jump on some cars, and all of a sudden, nobody wants to call in about you. People were cussing me out about Julian Edelman last year. I got the question about Julian Edelman. I go, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. And Super Bowl this, Super Bowl that. Yeah, but where are the other accolades? Where are the other numbers? So if you're going to give me that about Julian Edelman, it seems to be a slam dunk to some people that Julian Edelman is some sort of a Hall of Famer. Okay, well, I, I guess we all bet our asses collectively that Eli is definitely a Hall of Famer. 855-2124-CBS, Jay in Pennsylvania. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go. Hey, Ken. Uh, got a take for you on the uh, marijuana thing. So, Please, I'm all ears. Uh, yeah, I, I hail from Erie, Pennsylvania, so I'm pretty familiar with the uh, ongoings of I-90. Um, got no take on uh, anything from the lady in Michigan, but just like uh, my brother coming home late, eyes glazed over, eating all my cookies, we all knew he was eating the de- uh, smoking the devil's lettuce. Because that's what he's been doing. Devil's lettuce, Ken. <laughs> I can't call it devil's lettuce. Thank you very much for the call, Jay. It's better than the devil's dandruff. Joe in Cleveland, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken, how you doing? Wonderful. Hey, back in my day, and I'm a little older than you, but we used to call it ganji. You called it ganji? Ganji. The best part was Joe laughed. He's like, I know you got to dump it, and I don't care. ha, <laughs> He called it ganji? You don't call it ganja? Don't you call it ganja? Ganja is what I heard. Never ganji. Ganji? Joe sounded like he used to buy a lid, didn't he? Like Joe definitely bought a lid. I don't necessarily know what it is, but it sounded cool and dazed and confused. I got a warning for Raiders fans here. Because I know from experience, I, I I love to get personal with a Raider fan. Not going to take shots at you. Saw from the uh, Las Vegas papers, their team president says, hey, you know, uh, we could still have ourselves a, uh, we still have ourselves a black hole. There is something different. Now, Oakland Coliseum, whatever they were calling it at the very end here, Oakland Coliseum is an old stadium and, and by a lot of counts, and I've never been there and I'm not saying anything personal about the city of Oakland. Don't get this confused. I think there's a lot of great things about a lot of cities out there. I don't care. But about the stadium, I know, septic tanks backed up and the toilets were overflowing and it was antiquated and dilapidated to some ways and it needed to go away. Or they needed to move out. That's all understood and all well and good. But let me tell you about something here. There's another situation. Let me speak from personal experience here. And this is where you have to have, and this is a terrible cliche to throw in here, even though it's one of the greatest cliches ever, this is where your quote-unquote commitment to excellence better pay off. This is where your just win, baby, and everything else that Al Davis, the late great one, came up with, this is where that this needs to pay off. Because you're moving into a new place. And being a person who saw a team, the great Browns from the 1980s, and the early 1993, te- 1993 team, and then it all went to hell from 94, 95, well, 94 was actually good, and then 95 went to hell, those type of teams, when you saw those teams, there was a different there was a different feel to those Browns teams. And the stadium at that time was different. And some people are going to go, I don't want to hear about the Browns. Hear me out. The stadium at that time was different. There was a hill, 
at the one end zone and a chain link fence. And at that chain link fence were the rowdiest crowd that you're ever going to find in the whole entire AFC. And they were called the Dog Pound. And nobody needed to hang a banner. Nobody needed to hang a sign because that's just what it was called. And that's what the players came up for it. And the fans embraced it. And they used to wear wolf masks. And they used to sneak in kegs of beer under dog pound, uh, under dog dog houses. And they used to wear dog collars. They used to wheel in a dog house with a keg of beer. That's what they used to do. They used to do drugs and cuss each other out and fight each other and fight for their favorite football team. And it was loud and it was proud and it was exuberant and it was crazy. And there's still stories being told about that stadium and that area to this day. However, the Browns moved and they got a new place on the same ground that that place was. And it's almost like there's a curse on top of it. Because now we know the Browns, they haven't been very good in a very long period of time. And there's still those seats that are in that area. But now it's different because the stadium was updated. The stadium is brand new. And so now there's a great big concrete wall out there. There's no more hill. And there's no more chain link fence. And the fans, because they have to pay a little bit more for that area because there's a club at the top of the steps, maybe they're not as rowdy. Or maybe the team hasn't given them much of a reason to be rowdy in quite a long time. And because of our security risks, and you know, this is just the truth of America, because of our security risks, you're not really sneaking in kegs of beer anymore. For some odd reason, somebody's able to sneak in a whole pe- pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving in Chicago, but regardless, you're not able to sneak in a keg of beer, and now you have a text line, and it's just a little different. And because of where we're at, it's not ever going to be that way. And now the Raiders move from Oakland, from that old decrepit stadium where basically anything went in the parking lot, and anything went in the black hole to a brand new billion dollar facility in one of the biggest, most growing markets in all the world, where this is one of the grand experiments that the NFL wants to make sure goes right, that Mark Davis and his terrible haircut wants to make sure goes right, that everybody in the league and everybody in Oakland with the Raiders and everybody in Las Vegas wants to make sure goes right. If that team's not good, let this be a warning to you. What you feel is the black hole. If that team's not good, and they very well might not be, let this be a warning that the good old days may be done. I hope it's not true for you. Big thanks to everybody who helped us out. Big thanks to everybody who called in. I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful weekend, friends. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 